Y'all know what time it is. He's back. He is I. I am him. My name is my name. The pod god is back. Hunter Sands, man. Hunter Sands. Hunter. See, the old ladies at my grandma's church used to call me Connor because they couldn't fucking hear and it sounded like er, ner. It's Hunter. But I don't say my name like that. I say it H-U-N-N-E-R. Okay. Hunter Sands is back. I'm back. The pod god's back. Episode 17. Don't know the title. Don't know the artwork. If you haven't seen the trend, I just record the pod. Say a joke. Maybe make a statement. I'm a podcast star. Factual statement. <laughs> then I put it as a title. Okay. Just off rip. Uh, right now. I uh, want to say thank you all for listening. Right. I appreciate all y'all. I'm going to call out a listener in, uh, in particular. Landon Holyfield, man. This guy and a lot of my new viewers right now. Are the he's the reason y'all are here. <clears throat> so he is, if y'all didn't know, he's one of my closest friends in my life. Like he's me and him are brothers. We really are. And uh, you know, like you said, the sports is just something that all my friends have in common with me. And I have in common with them. It's even if they don't my tight-knit group of friends knows a lot, but some of my close friends don't know that much, and that's okay, and they ask me my opinion, and I love that, you know, handing out knowledge because <laughs> I am who I am. I'm a, I'm a sports podcast, opinion-given son of a bitch, and I'm going to give you my opinion, and I'm going to punch you in the face with it. I'm not going to beat around the bush with it, all right? But I just want to show some love, man. This guy landed... He uh, he went on – I think that he could have – I bet it was for Facebook. I would imagine it was for Facebook because he, like, cut out a little snippet for me and put it on Twitter because I don't have a Facebook, which I need to create. Um, oh, also, the Twitter, at DegenerateHLS, D-E-G-E-N-E-R-A-T-E-H-L-S, capital HLS. God damn. I don't even know how to I swear I had to Google it three times and like uh pull up the tab page and make sure I uh uh <laughs> spelled it right. But he uh he gave me a shout out on a video and whether it brought a thousand people or zero, it's just awesome to see that shit, man. Like it it makes me like it almost brought me to tears. That's how soft I am. I'm talking about y'all. Uh, last episode, why did y'all cry over a quarterback? I'm crying at a a swole man in his truck uh, driving around Saginaw, Fort Worth, Texas, and I'm about to cry, right? So who am I to call y'all weirdos or ask questions? You know, who the hell am I? <laughs> but I sat there and I was like, it's just so cool having amazing friends in your life. Um that really give a shit about what you want to do in life. And they don't beat you down about it. I had a group of friends that used to be like, I, what are you trying to do? Oh, you know, radio and stuff like, like Yeah, good fucking luck. You think you're going to be Stephen A. Smith? I'm like, no. I'm going to be better than that motherfucker. You know? It's just what it is. It's just cool having that support system. And by the way, guys, you know if you're listening how, how many times, dude, I looked at my view. I go to my little anchor.com app, all right? 
um, I go on there and I just randomly was going to look. I always like to look at the analytics of the podcast. Do I care about the views? Like sort of. I don't really because I, I get I have a a solid fan base already, quote unquote fan base. I don't like calling people fans. It's fucking weird. I'm a common guy that lives in an apartment in Baton Rouge, all right? You know, and I go look at the audience. They go audience, not fans. You aren't fans of me. I don't have merch. You're not starstruck. I mean, you would be. if it, Y'all wait till you see my face. You can't even see my face. <laughs> I mean, wait till you see this this face. This is the moneymaker. I ain't even shown it. I should just like make every cover art my face. And my woman, my woman audience would go up by at least 125%. If you saw this goddamn face, it's beautiful. Beautiful teeth. Skin is, eh, I mean, comes and goes, okay? Hairline's running, but it's still here. It's running on a treadmill. It's running in place right now. But if you saw my face, I'd make more money, okay? I'm just letting y'all know. This guy, I go to my audience, and I look, and I, like, my jaw dropped to the ground. Because I was like, wait. I had my no, you know, when you have like your, your set number, it's like a rhythm. You're like, all right, this week I'm gonna drop this podcast. I'm gonna get this many views. I think it's just arrogance to talk about how many views I have. Cause then it's going to be like, wait, what? I thought you had 10,000, not this many, you know what I mean? Or you, I thought you had five, five people listening to your podcast. Not that many. It's just an arrogant point of view. So I look on there and my audience size has grown by 22 people from one video. Now you may think 22 people would, dude. I quite literally started this podcast not to go global, not to literally for me because this like it makes me have some self-fulfillment and I've said it in past episodes and by the way, y'all shout out to y'all. Dude, y'all are going back and listening to the OG episodes, man. Thank y'all so much. Like y'all are really giving me views on deck, man. It's awesome. But that's just what it is. And this is me, like, basically begging you, will everybody make me a tribute video? <laughs> will you please open your phones and start recording? Um, just kidding. But I do love the support. You know, it has, like, a support link. I'm not going to ask my listeners for money. That's I, that's not what I'm going to do. If you want to shovel me 99 cents, I don't give a shit. All right, I already monetized it. I can officially buy a chipotle bowl every month with the amount of views i get okay i can make 15 dollars a month <laughs> i am balling okay so i'm not gonna get rich off this podcast anytime soon but it'd be cool if i did man and y'all would be the reason so honestly like seriously i want y'all to share like it I understand it has a curse word in it i get it shooting the shit with sands it's just a catchy name bro you know um, but yeah, share it, say it's explicit. Like, I know you're on Facebook and you don't want your fucking grandma to see it. I understand. Maybe she'll like me if she saw my face. Now, if she saw my face, <laughs> I would be your dad. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Oh. <sighs> Here we go. Okay, let me recover. Sorry. Okay. I didn't mean to say I'd be your dad. I'd be your grandfather. Anyways, Sunday picks. This is what I'm doing. 
I'm going down the line and I'm giving you my picks every Sunday. So you're going to get a bucket of cash, okay? You, a bucket. You fuck your wallet. You're going to go get a bucket. You're going to go buy a bucket. Preferably a number 14 bucket. Write 14 on it. Tyler Hero. Bucket. He's a bucket. Does it have to be a white bucket? No. No, no, no. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> it's not profile me. It could be a black bucket. A yellow bucket. A purple bucket. But you're going to get a bucket. You're going to go to your savings account. And it's going to tell you at the ATM you can only take out 500 You're going to walk in that bank. I don't give a fuck about social distancing. You're going to walk in that bank and say, drain it. Sands gave me 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, and 11 team parlay. I'm putting 1K on it, and I'm going to go buy a fucking house. That's what you tell you. Have you heard of it? This is you promoting my podcast. Have you heard of it? Shooting the shit with Sands. Best gambler in the world. 13 team parlay. $1,000 on it. Give me my money. Promoting my pod, and you're making a lot of money here. Okay. We're going to go down the line. I got some cool little uh, gambling stats for you. Ooh. Hunter did his research. Oh, Sands. Sorry, I got to refer. I refer to myself. You like my descriptions? I refer to myself as Sands in the description. Like I don't have a first name. All right. But we're going to go down the line here. Going to go down the line here. So we're going to start with Atlanta and Minnesota. All right. Minnesota's a four-point favorite. The total's 55. Now, the total has gone under seven of the last eight times that Minnesota has played Atlanta, right? And why does that matter? You're like, but isn't that like they're not even in the same division? Do they play every year? No. You know why it matters? Because when it that, that just shows when Atlanta gets out of the fucking dome, uh, that that – Noodle arm of Matt Ryan don't work as well. You know, it just doesn't. But I and then the the other stats I have, Atlanta is five and one against the spread in their last six road games. And then Minnesota is four and oh and one push in its last five games when playing Atlanta. With all that said, I'm going over. Over 55. They have me playing corner. And whoever's listening to this, you're playing safety. And the person in the car with you, even if it's your child, they're playing linebacker. Like they, Grady Jarrett is the only decent person on that side of the football on the entire team. I'm not even joking. So if I'm being honest, I, the spread, they both these teams are not good. They sat in there and hung with it in Minnesota. These teams are not good. And the thing is, Minnesota – Mike Zimmer is one of the best defensive lines in the fucking league. I am terrified for him. You know why? He has no talent. It's different. He has no talent on his team anymore. He has no talent. He has. It's like the Seahawks. The Seahawks, they have a great defensive coach. They have no talent on defense. They have two great players. That's what I was trying to compare it to. Anthony Barr, Harrison Smith, obviously not on the level of Jamal Adams and Bobby Wagner, who are literally the best at their position, but I'm saying – this isn't basketball or offense. On offense, you can literally have two great players, and it works. It'll work for you for a while. For the, I mean, they had a great old line, but the Cowboys had Zeke and Dak, and that was it. Their receivers were butt until they got Amari Cooper. Horrible. Trash. God-awful. Tanking. 
And look what it does on offense. It's different. But yeah, this shit, this is bad. This this game is going to be, I think it's just going to be a, a fucking score fest. I think it is. So arena football, over 55. Next game, Kirk Cousins and Matt Ryan suck also. Had to put that point in there. That was really big on the bulletin board. Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins, stink, suck. Bad. Okay. Houston versus Tennessee. They're at Tennessee. Um, you know, just let me check these games off because they're out of order. Minnesota, they gone. I'm going to keep track of these, by the way. I'm going to write them down. I'm going to keep track. Uh, and then I'm going to come up with my record. Week six, trying to keep a record, you're damn right. I was invested in this NBA season. Okay. I'm the reason the Heat made it to the finals. I don't know why I haven't got a cameo on there. I should have been invited to the fucking bubble. I should have been. It's just a fact. I sat here and I supported you guys since I was eight. Eight years old. D-Wade comes out of the draft. Marquette. You know, I don't need to go into it, but just know. I've been here for a fucking while. All right. Oh, and by the way, let me get this out of the way. Why do I have so many random teams? I root for the Hogs, the Bucks. And the heat, dude. When you when you're raised in Arkansas, you literally don't have sports teams. You don't have pro sports. You had the Hawks. That's it. And you have cousin loving. That's all you get. That's all you get in Arkansas. You get two things. You get to cousin love, or you get to root for the Hogs, or both. And I chose one of them. I chose one. Okay, I chose one. Houston versus Tennessee. At, why do I keep saying versus? Versus. This isn't a fucking video game. I'm not versing somebody. At. They're at Tennessee. They're in Tennessee. Nashville. Great city. Dad, doctor. Went there. Residency. Uh, we were going to live there for residency. Okay. Went on a little tour. Right? Okay. St- Sands. <laughs> Stick to the topic. Stick to the topic, Sands. That's a new podcast name. <laughs> okay. Um... Tennessee is a five and a half point favorite. Houston is 13 and five against the spread. The last eight, the last 18 playing Tennessee. The thing is with these damn division games, I'm telling you, like, unless it's the fucking Jets, they're going to be close as hell, man. These division games are so weird. It's just, but also, Tennessee is seven and one last eight games. So, I just what I saw from Tennessee versus Buffalo, and that's also I'm gonna get into the short rest you have, but it's Mike Vick. People like I was gonna say that Tennessee is one of the worst undefeated teams in the league. Or one of the worst top tier teams in the league, you know. They just keep winning. I, I don't know how. I don't know how I can call them shitty because they win close games. That's that's what makes you a great football team. So you can either flip that stat, A, they've won this many one possessions games. Three-point games, five-point games, and you can flip it into, well, they're having close games with shitty teams. It's just like the one year the Rangers went to the World Series. I remember the stat, random jump to baseball, I know. To me, it's similar. The Rangers had like a 65% win percentage versus in one-run games, and that is literally unheard of in baseball. Am I a baseball expert? No. I just looked it up one time. It's unheard of. Like, you don't win that many one-run games. And they went to the World Series on that shit. And then the next year, they tanked. They were bums. All right? Nelly Cruz, man. Could have brought a title to the city. Could have brought a title to the beautiful city of Arlington. Could have brought it. But in this game, 
Ooh, this one's hard. I'm actually new coach, new week, off the bye. You know what? I'm just going to go Houston plus five and a half. I'm, I'm doing Houston five and a half. I think Deshaun Watson is that good. Short rest against Deshaun Watson. gets to prepare for the defense. Um, but they have – well, that pass rush is good. But they have to help him out, bro. They have to draft 17 linemen and just start plugging them in when they can. All right, next game. Uh, this is the shit bowl. That's what we're going to call this. I don't even want to talk about it. Like, this is worse than Canadian football. I'd rather watch a local SYA uh, youth league football team. Washington at New York Giants. Yuck, yuck. <laughs> yuck. The Giants are a three-point favorite. The total is 43. This is – like, I have these rules, these numbers that I don't touch. 43 is one of those. Because what's your, what's your go-to? You're like, over. You have to go over on that. But you know these teams are so shitty. They're so bad that it is possible that they play this game and go 17-7. to seven. The whole way, they, they could score 10 points in the first five minutes of the game. And I'm telling you, it'll end 17-7. to seven. It is... Dude, I'm literally looking up team offense NFL. We're about to see with that 40-point performance against the Cowboys, we're going to see how bad these guys are. What the fuck? It didn't start. Hey, 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 hey. I got I to gotta call myself from uh, uh, cursing so much. It didn't search my fucking thing. I'm just a spaz, okay? I sit here and I'm calm the whole pod. Oh my god, I got marker on the wall. Christ. Okay, so what's happening here? It's saying my diagnostics is out. Okay. Anyways, they have one. <laughs> what a what a peak of the podcast. So these are two of the worst offenses in the NFL. The D-line of Washington is about to murder Daniel Jones. And I guarantee if there is a prop bet, prop bet for forced fumbles or Daniel Jones fumbles, I'm taking the over. Whatever it is. If it's .5, over. I'd put a lot of money on that because Chase Young or Ryan Kerrigan's going to get back there and fucking get him. Uh, I don't even know if Chase Young is back, actually. I know he got hurt. All right. Team... I'm trying to get this Google's guys. I'm I'm sorry. I mean, is my internet crashed? Who knows if this podcast will even work now? You know, I think it's just this one tab. Just doesn't want to do that. Okay, anyways, but yeah, God, I don't know who's better, Washington or the Giants. Are so bad. I don't even want to touch this game. But if I had to, had to, had to. Mm. Like it's really a pick 'em because the you get three points if you're at home. So I'm just gonna go ahead and take Washington plus three on this side because if you're giving them three points and you want me to pick 'em, I'm gonna pick 'em. I'm gonna do a pick 'em. I'm not touching that line. I'm not touching the, uh, the the total. All right, Cleveland at Pittsburgh. This is gonna be 
this run game is amazing. I just I look at this defense. So I was talking about the Ravens the other day. I don't know. Pittsburgh and the Ravens, man. They're they're these def- these pass rushes in this division. Miles Garrett is blooming into a superstar, by the way, a superstar. He is dominating games. Pittsburgh, obviously, we know about their whole Jesus Christ. Bud Dupree, TJ Watt, golly, Joe Hate. Dude, I don't know who told this guy he could play this long. It seems like Joe Hayden is 44. He's been playing since I was a child, and he's still really good. He's still a top-tier corner in the league. I think he found a really good system. But uh, I'm taking Pittsburgh. Uh, minus three, the three and a half point favorites. I'm taking it. I'm taking. I don't talk like a uh, a real gambler. I know. I say minus three and a half. I don't say like, oh, they're giving Pittsburgh so and so. They're giving Cleveland three and a half points. I don't talk like that. I talk like how I see it. I sounded out like I was taught in fucking first grade. Minus three point five. Christ. And honestly, I would do a parlay if it was me. If it was me. If it was me. On the over 51, man. You know why? It seems like it's going to be a defensive matchup. The thing is, Pittsburgh is going to score on Cleveland. And you know what that means? Baker Mayfield has to throw the fucking ball. Yeah. And the reason why I'm not looking at any of these these stats that has to do with Cleveland and Pittsburgh, Cleveland has been the worst franchise in NFL history forever, and they're they're starting to turn the tide. They're starting to look way better. So stats are irrelevant for the past couple of years. They're irrelevant right now. Um, but, yeah, I would take the over on that. I would take the over. I think Baker's going to throw a pick or two, give Big Ben an extra possession or so. And my gut is telling me under, but for some reason, you, you like how I, how I say that? My gut is telling me under. Um, but I just I'm going with the over on that. The next game, oh, man, Baltimore at Philadelphia. This is going to be a bad game, okay? I got the – the. it's going to be plus eight Philly. I'm not taking them. I'm not taking that. I would take uh, the line towards Baltimore because I'll tell you one thing about this Baltimore team. This is what they are. They're a great team that can't beat, to me, other high top-tier teams. That's what they are. They're a great team that can't beat other high-tier teams. And Philadelphia is not a good team. You know what they do to bad teams? They fucking smash them. Like, last week they were 13-point favorites, covered. Every time I have bet the Ravens the last two years, I'm talking about 13 to 17-point favorites. They cover every time. They blow bad teams the fuck out. They're going to blow this team out. I think Carson Wentz is amazing. This secondary on these bum-ass receivers, Travis Fulgham, you're about to be Travis full bum. Uh, that's a bad joke. He's going to be a bum. All right? <laughs> He's going to be a fucking bum. I'm taking Baltimore minus eight, and I'm taking the over 47 because Lamar's going to have a lot of possessions. And I think Carson Wentz is good enough to lead some scoring drives. I think he is. Um, but I'm taking the over. I'm an over guy, by the way. I love overs. I love it. I love overs. That's what I do. I bet overs. 47 is a, is a number I'm always going to take over. It's probably, you know what? <laughs> my stats. I have to go to my stats. It's just, 
I don't know how to explain this. All right. Last five games on the road, Baltimore's 5-0. and In Lamar Jackson's last 18 starts, they're 16-2, and man. They don't, they don't lose. Like, they basically don't lose until he has to pass the whole game. The total has gone under in eight of Philadelphia's last nine games at home. And they're two and three the last five times to play Baltimore. All right. I got to get my stats out to show that I do some goddamn research on this podcast, okay? Because I do. All right. The minimal, but I do it. So I'm taking Baltimore minus eight. And I'm actually switching my pick to the under 46 and a half. But by the way, on the record, I am only counting my spreads. I'm just letting y'all know that I'm counting spreads. I'm going to record my spreads and I'm going to record the record. Next game, Cincinnati at Indianapolis. They're giving Cincinnati eight points. And the total is 46 and a half. I'm not touching the total on this game either. These are such low totals. But like I said, like I'm going against my what I said at the beginning of the year. I was telling y'all, overs are hitting more than ever, I feel like. Because I feel like the defensive coordinators, NFL schemes are so hard. It's easier to develop an offensive scheme to beat a uh, defense in very quick than it is to like have a great defensive scheme, get your guys ready, know the coverages, all that. These games are just like 70 points, 60 points, 65 points. All that shit. All of it is killing me. But Cincinnati, Indianapolis, I'm taking, to be honest, if I was, I would put my money, I would put a little bet on Moneyline Cincinnati. I hate this Indianapolis team. They run the ball, they run the ball, throw a pick. That's all they fucking do. And they play decent. Their defense is overrated, man. I'm sorry. It's overrated. Joe Burrow is going to toss it around the yard. I'm not saying he's going to throw for 450 and put up 40. He's going to look good against them, in my opinion. He's going to look good. He's got some weapons. He's going to look good. I'm taking Cincinnati plus eight, but if I, I'm probably going to put a, t- a tiny bet on the money line to see if I can hit. Um, and then the last game of the morning slate, I'm going to hit it in the back end of this podcast. I'm going to throw a little ad in here. Uh, New York Giants at Miami. Miami is an eight point favorite. I mean, shit, man. I'm anybody that's against the Jets. I'm just taking them. I, you have to take them. You don't have a choice. You don't have a choice, man. And the over always hits with Jets games because they get the ball and they have to pass twelve times on a drive. But I'm taking Miami minus eight. Let's get this ad break in here, guys. Stick with me. Like I said. I have to get my my pennies off the pod. Okay, pennies to the dollar on the pod. I'll come back. Give you the rest of the slate. We'll get in the sand salty segment. And then we'll have a second half of the pod where I honestly don't know what to talk about. You know what? How about this? I'll talk about some fantasy implications of uh, Mr. Le'Veon about to get traded. And how it affects me because I'm fucking pissed. All right, guys. Ad break coming up. Okay. Great app. It's a wonderful app, I'm telling you. If you want to start a pod, try to be like me. I'll support you. You support me, I support you. We all support each other. You know? Get some water in here. Okay. So my my premiere (laughs) game of the day. Green Bay 
at Tampa Bay. God damn. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Tampa Bay is plus two, and they've given us three points at home, so we're a five-point underdog. We should be fucking four and one right now going into this game. So I could, I could just, I'm going to be biased on this podcast. Who, who do you think I am? Who the hell do you think I am? It's hard for me to just look at this game as a non-fan, right? But if I, if I wasn't a fan, I would be like, they were like shit last week, but I think they're going to get in line this week because I'm a fan and <clears throat> Tom's going to look great. He's had a, 10 days to prepare. Green Bay's had two weeks to prepare for us. This is about to be a QB duel. It's about to be so fun to watch. It's about to be a high-scoring game. I'm taking the over 54. That's my main pick. But once again, I'm judging off spreads here. I have to judge off spreads. I have to. And I'll take Minnesota minus four against Atlanta. I didn't I didn't say a spread. I gave a number. So I'll do minus four, Minnesota. Anyways, Green Bay. That's Tampa Bay. I'm just going to do it because I know I'm putting money, money line on Tampa Bay. So I'm going plus two, TB12, GOAT. That's what he is. He's just the GOAT, man. I'm going Tampa Bay. That's who I'm picking. I'll probably pick him fucking every week to cover the spread. You know, that's what I do. That's what I do. Also, y'all get that. They haven't lost. The Green Bay Packers haven't lost since the NFC Championship game, and before that, they didn't lose like four games previous. They're ten and one the last eleven games, five and one six games on the road. God, the Tampa Bay stats that I have, like that I've looked up, are pretty irrelevant. Somebody's calling my ass. Hey, hey, I'm working over here. Shit, dude. Let me toss it on the bed. Now. The Tampa Bay stats are irrelevant because we had uh, what was his name, Ray Charles? Ray Charles at quarterback. You know, he can't see defenders, but he could play the piano when it was time to chunk the deep ball to Mike Evans. That dude, Jameis Winston, bro, still <laughs> this is how shitty I am as a Bucks fan. I still believe, like, man, he's gonna be he's gonna be something in this league. <laughs> And that dude has a brain defect. God, he literally has a brain defect when it comes to reading defenses. It's really sad. I think he's colorblind, though. But he had LASIK surgery, but he's still colorblind. So, the total has gone over in eight of Tampa Bay's last nine home games, of course. You know what the most guaranteed bet was the last two years? I'm not joking. If it was anything less than 51 to 54... I'm not joking. I'm I took the overs on Tampa Bay every week. And I think if I went back and looked, I I truly believe I probably went 13 and 3 on overs. I I really believe it. I truly do. I was like, damn, I'm I'm just getting free money on these overs because James is gonna give the defense six points. You're gonna get a free six. You get a free six once every three games. You get a pick six. And then Jameis is going to show you his arm talent when you're down by 17 points and give you hope. Y'all go look up how that fucking Giants game ended against Daniel Jones. Pretty sure 
we were up 31 to 10 to 7 or something like that. Jameis threw a couple picks. They came all the way back. Then Jameis leads a game-winning drive. Matt Gay, thank God he's cut. We got Ryan Suckup. He has like a 38-yarder to win the game. Jameis leads a great drive in like a minute 20. He fucking shanked it. That was the most hurt I've been at a Bucks game in a while. Oh, last week I was pretty fucking pissed though. So taking the Bucks plus two. I literally just like started daydreaming and kept talking until I'm like, this is why I'm special. And that's the pick right there. The over to me is guaranteed almost. Uh, that Green Bay defense is not good. Our defense is great, but we're playing a red hot Aaron Rodgers with two weeks to prepare. Why do I say our defense is playing great? Our defense is not playing great. It's playing like shit. We are a great defense, though. And remember, Aaron Jones is probably going to have a big game. Vita Vea cracked his ankle in half. So, like, literally shattered into six pieces. Disgusting-ass injury. Um, Next game. Excuse me. I'm disgusting. Rams at 49ers. Given the 49ers plus three, <laughs> they're giving them – Three and a half points, and the over's 50. That over is, it's a hard number. You know why? Because I'll just tell you this. To me, it's not hard. I think to the common person, it's hard. To me, it's not hard. You know why? Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, has proven that his fucking system is quarterback proof. This guy, Nick Mullins was out there that they went to the Super Bowl Nick Mullins out there wheeling and dealing. Jimmy Garoppolo came up at ACL. When uh, Jimmy Garoppolo tore his ACL, they didn't go to the Super Bowl that year. Dude, Nick Mullins was looking good. C.J. Beathard was looking good. Like, they don't look like bums. Like, when you see this ripping kid for Broncos, he doesn't look like a bum either. But it's not because of the system. It's because he's out here making throws. Dude, Kyle Shanahan is drawn up. George Kittle is just like, okay, every play is to you. So get ready to run for 185 yards, which is nuts, right? L.A. Rams, man, people – I've always been high on the Rams. I like Jared Goff. I I don't think he's a fucking Hall of Famer. I mean, he maybe one day would throw in 600 times a year, but I don't think he's like some outlandishly good quarterback. I just like how they, they mesh together. That's the difference. Like, I think Jimmy G sucks. I think he stinks. I'm not buying into him. But – I think he gets disrespected when he had a 10-point lead on Patty Mahomes in the Super Bowl. I think that's kind of shitty to shit on him, but I am. Fuck him. <laughs> Fuck that guy. San Francisco's defense is not what it used to be without Joey Bosa. I mean, it seems like it's – or uh, Nick Bosa, sorry. I'm over here getting my, my teams mixed up. So I was talking about uh, – I just saw Joey Bosa play on Monday night. It seems as though it's like, I don't, the 49ers have like a Super Bowl loser hangover. It's like what's ha- what's happened with the Falcons. Their defense isn't as good. It just, it doesn't look good for them right now. And last week they fucking lost 17 to 43 to the Dolphins. To the damn Dolphins. It's just. Quan Alexander's hurt. All right. Dante Johnson's hurt. 
Emmanuel Mosley's out. Like, we're talking about guys. These guys have just been getting hurt. They, I'm looking at their practice schedule right now. I'm about to go look. Uh, loading up. So, yeah, Quan Alexander didn't practice. Jesus, Wednesday didn't practice. Thursday is always a telltale sign, and mostly Friday is. Dante Johnson didn't practice. Emmanuel Mosley had a concussion, limited practice. Like, dude, the, these these guys aren't what they used to be. All right, they're just not. They're just not what they used to be. But I think they'll make a. They're draft. They draft well. All that shit. They're gonna be fine. I just don't think this year is gonna be looking as good as they have been in the past. Because I think Jimmy Garoppolo's true colors are showing. The dude got benched last week. He just also seems like a front runner. Like Jimmy Garoppolo does not know how to bring a team back at all. And I don't think he galvanizes the troops. What a corny thing to say. But I don't think he galvanizes the troops. I don't think his teammates are like, yeah, man, fucking Jimmy G. We got Jimmy G. I think they're like, oh, fuck. We're down by 10. It's the second quarter. He has to pass. We are fucked. <laughs> Hand the ball off to George. So I'm taking the Rams as a favorite. I think I think they go in there. And I think that the San Francisco 49ers are going to put up a better performance than last week. I don't know if you can get any fucking worse. Uh, but, you know, I'm putting the – I got the Rams winning. I'm high on the Rams, though. I, I basically became a Rams fan. for. Ha- I've had Todd Gurley, by the way, in fantasy for like four or five straight years. So we'll get into that on the backside of this. Uh, after this, we're going to do the sand salty segment. Oh, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. I got one for y'all today. Next game, Kansas City at Buffalo. Buffalo's three-point underdog. I'm taking Kansas City because they're the opposite of the Rams. They play to their competition. If you haven't noticed, Patrick Mahomes, like I said, uh, he's been playing kind of ugh. He's had some ugh games. This guy's a baller. I- I'm not th- I- I'm not taking away from my – he's still the best. Right now, I think Russell Wilson's better than him, playing better than him, not – more talented. Nobody's more talented than Patty Mahomes, literally ever, ever. And you have to realize, prime A Rod. I, I'm a big Tom Brady guy. I, I didn't give him his props. Prime A Rod is literally crazy, and people have been like, "Yeah, Patrick Mahomes is better than him easily." That's nuts. I believe it. It's still crazy because Prime A Rod was n- he flicks his wrist and that shit goes 72 yards. People forget the dude completed. I'll never forget the Cardinals game. Fourth and 15. Chunks of bomb. Janice. Dime. Then does the Hail Mary. It's crazy. It's crazy. Oh, what a game. But I'm taking Kansas City. They're the opposite of the Ravens. They destroy good teams. They made the Ravens look shitty as hell. And I think they're going to show up to Buffalo. Buffalo has no time to prepare. Who has the most, by the way... I called it, I called it, I called it. The reason this Buffalo defense has been so good over the years, they have a lot of talent. That back end is one of the best back ends in the league. If not, that is the best back end in the league. Jesus. Mm. They got uh, they got White. I think his name's Tredavious. I'm the one that loves him. I call him Trey White. I don't even know his second part of his name. Trey White, Jordan Poyer. Golly. Um, Micah Hyde back there. I mean, they're loaded. Josh Norman has been stiff-armed into the gates of hell by Derrick Henry. Jesus, what a meme. But, yeah, 
I just don't think they have time to prepare for them. It's going to be hard. And they're being overwhelmed because, oh, like I was going to say, I'm getting scatterbrained, thinking of names. Day, Tredavious White has to be that final. Tredavious White. Tredavious White. Tredavious White. One of my favorite corners in the league, too. It's obviously I don't like him enough, right? I was I put people on him a couple years ago. It is what I'm obsessed with cornerbacks. Now, the reason their defense was good last year and previous years, bro, they were a run-heavy team. They did not have to be on the field that long. You give that second back end a 10-point lead, 14-point lead with you let the pass rushers go, all that, they're going to be looking pretty damn good. I'm not saying they're a bad defense. They're just not top five like they've been showing the past couple years. They ran that ball like a motherfucker. Josh Allen has developed into a star. Like, this guy is for real. Like, he's a baller for real. And they have to go on the field now. And now they have to face Patty. After facing Tannehill, who, by the way, shredded them up. After Derrick Henry shredded them up. Like, that's what's funny about Tennessee. I was calling them shitty. They sit here, and they try to make Tannehill not throw the ball, and then when he has to throw the ball, he looks good. Like, they, they everybody's, like, loading boxes. He's like, all right, fuck it. I got fast receivers. I got A.J. Brown, Corey Davis. I'm chunking, you know. Yeah, I'm taking Kansas City. I'm taking Kansas City. And they're coming off a loss. If you, I, I just can't see a Kansas City team losing by – or losing two games in a row. It doesn't seem plausible. Arizona-Dallas. The guaranteed bet is the over 54. The only thing that could happen in this game is like they change the entire game plan for the Dallas Cowboys and actually start running the ball, which they should have been doing the whole year to get the fucking defense off the field. They should have been doing that the whole year. I don't know why they haven't been doing that. But I'm not a coach. I'm a podcast guy. I tell pro players how to play their sport and tell coaches how to coach. That's what I do. But I'm taking Arizona minus two and a half. Two point favorite, two and a half point favorites. See, I'm starting to get that. Ooh, gambler lingo. Two and a half point favorites. Ooh, taking them. I'm taking Arizona. It's not like the Cowboys. I think that Arizona's been one of the biggest disappointments of the year so far. I think they're gonna catch their stride coming up midseason. I think they're gonna start balling. And DeAndre Hopkins versus that secondary is about to be fucking scary. I don't want to see what he's gonna do. I really don't. If Odell Beckham can take a reverse, oh, oh, you have to realize Odell Beckham had how many touches in that game? Six tops. I think he had five touches. Five, five. He had less than seven guaranteed. Less than seven touches. He had three touchdowns. What the fuck is DeAndre Hopkins going to do with that defense? All right, that's all I'm saying. So, those are my picks. Minnesota minus four. Houston, plus five and a half. Washington, plus three. Pittsburgh, minus three and a half. Baltimore, eight-point favorites. Cincinnati, plus eight. Miami, minus eight. Tampa Bay, plus two. Rams, minus three and a half. KC, minus three. And the Arizona Cardinals, minus two and a half. Let's get into the Sands Salty segment. Y'all enjoy. Sand salty segment. Listen, this is all I'm going to say. My Saturday got ruined because of this shit. 
college football referees, man. These guys fucking stink. They suck their ass, their butt. Okay? Listen. As I sip my coffee here. If you haven't seen it, if I haven't said it 1,200 times on this podcast, Razorback fan, go look up the Razorback game and how it ended, right? So, our senior quarterback, Felipe Franks, leads a wonderful drive down the field. Throws a dime to Debbie on Warren. Touchdown. Take the, the tight. Wait. Oh, we're up by two. We're up by one. I'm an idiot. Go for two. Don't get it. So, and we had a, a PAT block, so some trash. And we had a punt blocked, So, and they scored a touchdown on it. It was awful. It was an awful game for us. But we found a way to be in it with the number 13 team in the nation, seven teams, something high. I think Auburn was high. We just beat Mississippi State, biggest frauds in the country. Uh, so we would have Arkansas, three-year losing streak against SEC schools. Right and get back to back ranked SEC wins, like in the SEC West, by the way, not East. That sorry sack of shit over there, the West, Bama, LSU, Mississippi State frauds, Auburn, all these powerhouses, you know, and they sit here and they just took it away from us. They get down there. They're running up our asshole the whole game, just plowing through us, man. Just fudge packing us, bro. Just fudge packing, fudge packing, fudge packing. Just running up the between the guard, between the guard and the center, between the guard and the tackle. That's all they did. They didn't run outside nothing. Barry Odom did great against uh, Costello, biggest fraud in the country, the team and the quarterback. Thought he was a Heisman contender. You're an idiot. Fraud. LSU is literally in a rebuilding year. They are. All their players are sitting out. I live here. Trust me. And they beat them by 40, and y'all thought they were good. Anyways, they get the ball back, whatever. Our defensive coordinator does not want to load the box. We put in six in in the box. So you do the math. There's five linemen. Six on five. You You make one guy miss, you're in the secondary. Ten yards. All right? Jesus Christ. Who they go down? Oh, bro. This is lighting a fire in my ass. They go down. They they drive. They did great. We get a sack. They get a flag. So they're in field goal range. He comes up to the line, complete a pass. He goes to spike it. Fumbles the snap. Then spikes it backwards. He spiked it backwards it was a fumble and they said it wasn't a clear recovery when we clearly recovered it you know why because they blew the whistle because they blew the whistle and they reviewed it and they didn't say it was a fumble because there was no clear recovery i was fucking heated i'm sitting in my room going no i was really shouting like this no that's how i was shouting i shouted like that exactly like that like i had lost a relative please no for fuck's sake, no. No! I was sitting here screaming. Screaming and shouting like a baby. <sighs> they kick the field goal. They win. 
We have to get this under control. We're in the Texas game, and they gave Texas like an extra 30-something seconds when they ran out of bounds or whatever with Sam Ellinger. I hope you all saw that on social media. They gave him extra 30 seconds when they called a penalty or they reviewed the first down or something like that. They gave him the time back. They have to stop this. College refs, by the way, are exp- – college football refs in particular are exponentially worse than I'm talking about anybody. NBA refs are the most egotistical guys because you, like, know them by name and shit. Like, why do I know Scott Foster? Like, why do I know him? Like, why do I have to know Scott Foster or uh, Joey Crawford? Why do I know these guys? Because they take over games. They give out text easy. Like, I'll never forget Scott Foster ejected uh, CP3 from a fucking playoff game because he said that's a damn foul, and he ejected him. It's fucking stupid, right? Officiating in sports should not dictate the game. It's bullshit. And they've in every league it does it every time. The Bills, the Bills game, the Rams should have beat the Bills. They had a shitty pass interference call, ruined the game. There's always one call at the end. I don't like during the game, like you can say, okay, that killed momentum of a drive. I'm talking about like there has been week by week some officiating bullshit, and most of the time it's in college football. Where it's crucial place. It's not a second, a third quarter drive when you're down by seven and you get a holding and it's not a hold. I'm talking about fourth quarter, two, five minutes in the fourth quarter. The whole quarter matters because it plays out time, distance, all that shit on your downs. They're controlling games, man. And it's crucial place. Fourth down, Shit where they call offensive P.I. on Michael Gallup. Dude, I'm just like, they're all coming back. When you got PTSD from refs, like, because my team, my the heater, so, no, I mean, the, the whoa, <laughs> championship contender every year. Sorry, Heat. Love you. The Hogs are so bad. I don't, I'm not a ref guy. I hate being that guy. And I always say that. I always say I'm not a ref guy. They complain about the refs because it's funny. But I'm seriously, I don't give a shit about refs. I don't think refs can lose you a game unless it's like what I'm talking about, crucial plays. I've gone to the point the last two years where I'm blaming refs about every fucking Arkansas loss. And we're 2-10. and And I'm blaming it on Bama. And we lost 52-7. to The refs just did let us get a drive going, you know? But these are bad, okay? That's my segment. Fuck refs. Fuck them. Get the zebras off the field. Let's bring in some cheetahs. Something new. We need something better than this. This is horrible. And the whole automated whistle, the 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 fake whistle in college football is ruining the sport. You've seen more fucking delay of games, people not motioning in time, all that shit. It's ruining the sport right now. Fucking let them blow a goddamn whistle. Let them have a whistle that's inserted into their mask on the bottom or something. You see, inventor, sans, creative. Ooh, shit. That's a salty with sans segment, okay? That's all I had. Refs, fuck them. Fuck them. It may not be sports related every week. It may be that my girlfriend pissed me off. All right. She just made me walk her lunch in 90 degree weather. We live. She, she works at the apartment complex. She took my car to work. But why she should have walked to work. But you know, hey. Hey. Fuck it. I did it. Enjoy the rest of the pod. All right, guys. That was a salty segment. Hope you enjoyed it. I have recorded this before I actually record the salty segment. I don't know what I talked about. I know. I just like during the day, I'll watch highlights or something. 
and I'll get mad, you know? So I, this is going to be a quick, quick exit right here, right? I've, I've been pushing an hour every pod. I love the hour-long podcast. I do. Um, genuinely, genuinely, idiot, generally, my podcasts are 30 to 45. These have been hour-long podcasts, by the way, guys. So if you don't want to listen to a whole hour, I understand, man. Come back and listen to it again. Listen to it in segments. That's fine. Um, usually these things are 30 to 45 minutes. But with NFL, there's so much to cover in the NFL in particular. Like, you know, so many teams, so many games, talking about spreads and stuff. That's how it goes. But we're going to talk about my fucking fantasy team and Le'Veon Bell real quick, okay? And a preview to the next podcast because I have it planned out and I'm doing my research. We're going to get into the announcement of the next pod in a little bit. Now, Le'Veon Bell just got released by the by the Jets. Long time coming, right? I just thought it would never happen with Adam Gase. I thought that the fact that Le'Veon Bell got cut before Adam Gase is literally the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. Y'all get that? I bet Sam Darnold was in there begging for release as well. Like, please. I am talented as shit. By the way, I'm a Sam Darnold guy. If you don't believe in him because of Adam Gase, that's your problem. And maybe I'll be proven wrong. But there's some throws that he makes that are nuts. But he got released. And I don't know if I told y'all. I just traded for Adam Thielen in my fantasy league. Okay? Now, I have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, right? Todd Gurley and Chris Carson. I don't really need a running back. I don't need a backup, and I have all their uh, handcuffs. I kept calling them handicaps one podcast. I am sorry. <laughs> I called them handicaps quite literally 12 times. So I just traded for him, and I gave up Scotty Miller. Good trade. But right now it's looking like a bad trade because this fucker is going to keep getting 12 targets if my lovely Bucks star receivers don't stay healthy. It's every other – they're just alternate. They're tag teaming out. They're like, yo, tag me in. I want to sit this week. All right, my hammy's hurt. No, your hammy's hurt. So my fantasy team as it sits now is actually really good. Like this is one of the best fantasy teams I've ever had. Tom Brady, Clyde, Todd Gurley, Stefan Diggs, Adam Thielen, who I traded for, Michael Gallup. This Okay, I'm giving you the trade. Sorry. This is the trade for Thielen. Michael Gallup, Le'Veon Bell, Scotty Miller. I gave the guy who needed warm bodies warm bodies and got Adam Thielen. Cole Beasley, Noah Fant, Christian Kirk, and Ravens defense. Chris Carson is on a bye, or he would be in place with Christian Kirk. Okay, so I got a stable. But think about this. If he, they're saying he could go to the Chiefs or the Bills. This, you get where I'm going, right? The Chiefs or the Bills affects my entire fucking fantasy outlook. Also, a team that's not being talked about. Uh, I believe he can go to the damn Cardinals. I believe he would sign with them. I believe they need him because Kenyon Drake is not as good as they thought he is. And and he fits their system better than uh, Kenyon Drake does. He just does. He catches the ball. He is literally one of the most diverse backs of all time, if not the most. I mean, we have Marshall Falks out there, okay? That dude is catching for 1,000 yards. But, and by the way, underrated player who I loved, doesn't ever get talked about in dual threat backs, Matt Forte, dude. 
Matt Forte played for any franchise was getting 75 to 100 catches a year. If you had him in PPR in fantasy, he was balling out. Um, but he was Matt Forte. I just love guys like that. I love dual threat backs anyways, but if he goes to the Cardinals, I like that move. There's always like fantasies that you can put together, like where he should go, but it's really looking like it's going to be Kansas city or Buffalo. In my opinion, he just not going to get a lot of the workload in uh, Kansas city. And that's why he shouldn't go. And am I saying he shouldn't go for personal interest in fantasy? Yep. He should leave. He should not. Kansas City's a shitty town. I hope he hates barbecue. I hope he hates the people there. Wait. Kansas City, Missouri. Yes, see? Smart. Kansas City, Missouri. You see? You see? It's not in Kansas, you idiots. God, you guys. See, look it up. I don't even know if I'm right. I'm pretty sure it's in Missouri. But, you you know, apparently they got good fucking barbecue and shit. That's all I'm saying. That's all I want. Le'Veon Bell did not come to my fantasy squad and ruin it after I just traded him. Because think about it. I have a feeling that it's going to be a Brown situation if he goes to the Chiefs. Where it could literally, you could start both of them in your lineup if you wanted to. But Nick Chubb's out now, which sucks because he's all-time. Like, all-time. Jesus. Top tier back. You know? So... That's my little take on fantasy. Wherever Le'Veon goes, I still think he has the juice, bro. I do. I still think he has the juice. They call him juice. I think he's got it. I really do. Um, But other than that, guys, I wanted to make this announcement. Listen. It's about time that I give it out. My bias has dropped. I'm back to looking as as a fan of this man. So passionately... As I as I used to before, he decimated my team in the finals. LeBron James. We're gonna have that talk next pod, the Great Debate Pod. I already got the name for it, the Great Debate Pod. That's what it's gonna be called, man. Michael Jordan versus Braun in depth. Been doing research for three days. I'm talking about. I'm going through individual playoff games. Individual quarters in playoff games, you know which quarter I'm looking at. You know which quarter I'm looking at. And, guys, I'm really going deep. I'm doing my top-tier research, man. I'm in there busting my ass on this damn computer. I bought a subscription to Basketball Reference for you guys. Okay? The fact they're they're so smart for making people charge because that if you don't know, go to Basketball Reference for any stat, anytime, anywhere, any place. Football reference, same thing. Pro football reference, best websites out there. You can find game logs. You can game finders. It's nuts. But next pod, I'm letting y'all know what it is. The The shame and shine moment is coming back. It is. It It's coming back. It's making its debut. <laughs> it's the exact opposite. Uh, it's the exact opposite. This is not MJ. I'm not coming back after quitting on the sport where I have all this competitive fervor for apparently, but I gave up on it because I was getting bored of winning because he's such a winner that he got bored of winning. That's another topic. But listen, that's the next fucking pod. I hope you love it. And the thing is, this isn't that pod is not going to be what you think. It's not going to be like brawn, brawn, brawn. I'm giving both arguments for both sides. It's going to be a research paper on a podcast. Here's this side. Here's this side. I'm going to shit on one side a little bit more than the other. (laughs) 
And then I'm going to give you why I think LeBron is the GOAT. Because that is my opinion. I'll tell you why. And you can agree, disagree, come up for debate, DM me, whatever. All right? Thank y'all for listening. Best fucking following in the world. Keep sharing. Keep retweeting. Keep liking. Put it on the Facebook. Text it to your dad. Text it to your mom, your wife, your babies, your granny's kids. All right? I love you guys. Pie God out, bro.